You're listening to Women Transcend. I'm Jennifer Todd, and this is a podcast that explores the issues that affect women and girls worldwide. Each episode, we dive into a topic and discuss the particular impact on women and girls and how they are able to overcome or transcend. Welcome, friends. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Women Transcend. Today, we are taking on the weighty topic of women who work in technology fields and the work experience that they face, in particular, harassment. This is a topic that has very much been in the news very recently, and you perhaps won't be surprised. When I spoke with today's guest, I was really floored. I think for me, when I think about the field of technology and professionals who work in technology, men or women, I sort of think of cutting edge. I I think of places like Google, Apple maybe, and I, I like to think that they're progressive and these are idea generation centers and it's safe to have great ideas and to take them and run. And for some reason, I thought that that translated into maybe a friendlier environment for women. But sadly, yeah, sadly, I was corrected. I was way off base. So we have an interview coming up that is phenomenal. We invited back. We we had um, Justin Hintz to talk with us about cyberbullying and harassment of women in the, the online environment. And she was good enough to come back and talk with us about women who tech and specifically about the harassment that women in tech fields experience. And I got, I was schooled. I had no idea. As I said, I was under the false impression that, you know, Silicon Valley was the safe place to have innovative tech ideas and you'd be supported and yeah, that that was um, Candyland, apparently, because... And she brings numbers to back all this up. Yeah. So Justin is with the nonprofit Women Who Tech, and they fielded a survey, and it went out to women who work in the tech field, and they collected a lot of really great information about their experience working in tech. And one of the things they asked them about was their experience with harassment. And man, do I feel naive because I was wrong like 180. It's apparently a very serious problem in the tech fields. She talks about the culture of programmers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And obviously, you know, just from that term, you can extrapolate how welcome women are in this field, and apparently not so much yeah. was the takeaway message. Um, so like I said, I, I got schooled on this topic, and I'm glad I did because I was 
um, laboring under a, a false misapprehension. Um, you know, we'll get into this uh, in the interview, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was the survey where they were getting at uh, women who were seeking investments, women who were um, getting their companies off the ground, and the number of times that these women had sort of been... Yeah, there there were expectations, yeah, attached to, you know, we, we'll invest, but this is what I need from you in exchange. Right. And that happened 0% of the time for men. Yeah. So a very small amount of women working in tech which is something that we need to we need to improve. And if we improve the working conditions for women in tech, then we will probably attract more women into the field. It's not that women can't do these jobs. It's that it seems like it is a very unwelcoming industry for women. And hopefully we will see this change with more equitable representation of young people going into the field. But, you know, if the introduction that they receive is one that is less than friendly, then, you know, talented women will not stay. And this is something that we as a society need to be aware of. Yeah. And we as a society need to say this is not okay. Yeah. And, you know, hashtag Me Too has become a movement now, and people are discussing harassment a lot more, you know, just in the last few weeks than ever before. As they say, the scales have fallen from our eyes. But we need to be sure that this movement continues and is reflected in corporate policy and, you know, it's one thing if we see people forced out of office or if we see very big names in Hollywood or in, you know, large media companies being forced out of their jobs. But what we're talking about is millions of women who work in smaller corporations and they may be subject to harassment and they don't have anywhere to go. You know, if they go to HR, they lose their job. As um, Justin talks about in our interview, which is coming up. So we need to be aware that change needs to happen at all levels. We're seeing perhaps a painful process going on in the government whereby people are starting to stand up and say, this is not acceptable. And there are some people in television and movie production that are standing up and saying, this is not acceptable. But the vast majority of women don't work on Capitol Hill and they don't work in the movie industry. They work in businesses where the HR person that they have to report to is friends with the boss. You know, yeah. so where are they going to go to complain that the boss touched them inappropriately or propositioned them? Or said something like, you know, I'd really like to give you that raise. I know you've been working hard or I'd love to give you that promotion, but I'm going to need something from you in return. And that happens, friends, way too much. And you know it. I know it. And it's not okay. Yes. As I said, we see things changing to some extent, perhaps, in the government. But where real change needs to happen 
is in these businesses, these corporations, they need to be more accountable for their actions. And one of the ways that we can make that happen is to get women into the boardrooms. Yes. Women have to be present. They need to be CEOs. They need to be COOs. They need to be there to hold their male counterparts and their male subordinates accountable. Does that seem like a fair statement, John? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's what we've seen to a certain extent in the Senate. It's the the women in the Senate who have been the most outspoken on the issue of harassment, and that's because they were there. Yeah. They were elected, they were there, and they were present to say no more. Yeah. And we need that same presence in private companies, in corporations, and in tech fields. And especially in tech fields, because that's the future. These are businesses that are going to be critical for the growth of our economy. Sure. And we need women to be a part of it for lots of different reasons. Absolutely. So please stay tuned for my interview with the amazing Justin Hintz. She's fabulous. She's just got a lot of really great inside insight. Coming up next is my interview with Justin Hintz. Justin is the digital strategist for the nonprofit Women Who Tech. Welcome back to Women Transcend, Justin. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Yeah, so I have invited you back to continue our conversation on harassment, but we're going to be looking at slightly a different angle of sort of uh, harassment. And and can you uh, sort of frame the issue for us? Sure. So um, I work with, again, Women Who Tech, which is a nonprofit that is advocating for women in the technology field. So there were so many people coming forward and investors actually stepping forward saying that they had actually Uh, hit on women who were asking for investments that they thought that that was acceptable or that they said that maybe in retrospect, they shouldn't have done it, but they had been doing it for years. So we were looking at this and we were seeing a huge problem, but it kept being presented as one story after another as very specific situations. And we had a feeling that this was actually happening more often than was being recorded or reported on. Uh So we were looking at the gap in the data and decided to try and figure out what was really going on. So we conducted a survey, uh, Women Who Tech, we partnered with Lincoln Park Strategies to pull anonymously tech employees, founders, and investors on their experiencing working in the tech sector. So that's really what our goal was to just was to break down and see how different demographics are affected differently within the tech sector and what what the experiences of people are who are doing this work. Uh-huh. And so you sent in a survey anonymously to both both genders and at different different levels of responsibility. Yeah. So um, this is the survey encompasses all genders. It encompasses 950 tech employees, founders, and investors. 48% of the respondents either work or worked in tech. 
as employees, 46% were startup founders and only 6% of the respondents were investors. But we did get a good sampling of each like different levels and responsibilities of, that people have within the tech field. Okay, can I just go back? I am stuck on something that you said, like when you first started talking. So investors were expecting favors in exchange for investment or grant money or, you know, startup funding. Yes. So essentially, we looked at the data and are, let's see, 77% of women founders experience sexist harassment of the people who had experienced sexual harassment, we really wanted to figure out what that looked like because it can vary so much across the board. And sure. we found out that 65% were proposition for sex in exchange for funding, introductions, or a job. Okay, 65% of... Of people who were sexually harassed were proposition for sex in exchange for funding, intro- intros, a job, something like that. Zero percent of men founders were propositioned for sex who responded. To this okay, survey. let's yeah, let's let that sink in there for a second. This wow, sixty-five percent. Oh my goodness, were propositioned for sex. Now, did you get any data that if services were not rendered, that money was not received? No, we did not follow up on that. Um, yeah did see that not only were people being propositioned for sex, but their physical appearance was being commented on. They were asking if they were in relationships, that all sorts of things that people were asking while trying to meet with an investor about funding. Wow. Okay. So this is, I mean, to take a step, two steps back, this is the tech world. And I think that people from the outside assume that the tech world is kind of progressive. These are forward thinking people, you know, it's Silicon Valley, but it's not as terribly friendly to women as I think people assume clearly. You know, I would say that the tech sector isn't very progressive when it comes to gender equity. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, Uh I don't think that, I think there's, rampant sexism. I think that there are absolutely differences if you look at gender and race and sexual orientation when it comes to being able to thrive and integrate seamlessly into the tech field because there is such a programmer culture still. Wow. I mean, 36, um, let's see. So we, we asked what happened in these investor meetings. So as founders are meeting with investors, one quarter of founders had their ability to lead the company questioned because of their gender. Jeez, this is really discouraging. I know. Yeah. But we have, yeah, I mean, thank you for doing this survey. Thank you for fielding this because if we don't, you know, if we don't name it, we can't change it. So women are in the minority in technology and tech fields. It's changing slowly, but I had no idea that women were to this degree prey. Yeah. And it's, it's a story that really isn't being told, not in the way that I think that it needs to be. So women are being harassed in the tech sector at an alarming rate. And it's not reported because there's legitimate fear of retaliation. So when we ask people why they weren't reporting it, because only 16% 
of people who are harassed report it every time. That, that's vanishingly small. So we wanted to figure out why. So um, in an open-ended answer, anonymous response to tell us some of the reasons why they're not reporting it. And the majority of people who responded to the question said they feared retaliation, they feared they'd lose their job, they would be shamed, they would be belittled. Um, they also thought that if they reported it, nothing would be done. We heard lots of reports of people saying that their supervisor was the one who was harassing them or their supervisor and HR were best friends, so it wouldn't have done anything. Um, I'd actually love to read a couple of the quotes if... Yeah, please. Yeah, so one person said when asked, why didn't you report the harassment you experienced? She said, because my director is so untouchable and I was terrified I would be dismissed as overreacting and be taken off the team. So essentially the potential to lose their job. Yes. And another person said fear of retaliation and the men's club atmosphere that the management had with the men who offended. If they play golf or other sports together, who will they really side with? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Another person said, I did not feel there was sufficient documentation. The most egregious sexual harassment occurred in my car with only myself and the harasser present. He was highly inebriated and it was his send off party. So I thought I would not be dealing with him anymore in the future. Man, honestly, I don't even know where to go with this. It, it's so discouraging because we want we you know, we're encouraging our girls to train in into STEM fields and and then to hear that I mean I know that it is unequal and disproportionately it's men and disproportionately it's men in leadership roles but to send women and to send young women into a field that they are being so I don't even have words <laughs> So when you got these results back, how do you process that? What, what do you, I mean, this is really powerful information. It's been really difficult. I think it's been um, it's kind of invalidating at least to hear the responses to, so that we can go forward. And there is a problem in this industry. It is something that's happening across the board and many people aren't talking about it. And unfortunately, they're not talking about it because they're scared to lose their job. And they're only telling us because this is an anonymous survey. So being yeah. able to go forward to these tech companies and to the startups and talking with them and being able to say, hey, look, this is really happening. What are you going to do to proactively prevent this from happening or to make sure that you have a safer space to prevent this from happening or for people who are able to report it? Uh-huh. And I think that probably these women have good reason to be afraid to come forward because, you know, historically, we don't really have a very good track record of supporting women who are reporting harassment. Yeah, there's so much victim blaming. I mean, 64% of the harassers didn't face repercussions after they were reported and only 15% were fired. So these people have absolutely legitimate reasons for being afraid to report this. Yeah. And then the question is, how can we protect our young women, our women who are working in, in the tech field. So what things are you talking about in your organization, in your nonprofit? Are there policies that we need to support? So that's a really great question. I mean, honestly, I, I would never want to discourage a young person, a girl, um, a young woman from getting involved in tech because it's a great industry, but it can be really difficult sometimes. And 
I think what needs to be happening right now is that we really, the people who are here and able to need to be encouraging companies to create checks and balances, especially the executive leadership needs to hold their company accountable for creating those spaces. This data was actually featured on Glamour on their homepage. And in the article, they actually had a great resource that they brought up, Better Brave, which is a guide that's intended to empower people to actually be asking questions, getting advice and taking actions. And it's resources for reporting harassment and actually connect you with a lawyer, an employment lawyer who will offer free consultations. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that the message makes it to decision makers in tech companies that this is happening and the responsibility lies with them to make sure that their workplace is a safe one for everyone. Yeah, it's so true. And so at Women Who Tech, we've actually worked with a couple of companies on trying to make a more inclusive workspace and it has to happen from the top down. When there are certain employees that are like, things have to change, they have to convince leadership that it has to change from a policy perspective because we're we're getting companies who are hiring directors of diversity and it's usually just one person and then it ends up being you're tokenizing employees and what really needs to happen the experiences need to vary drastically across the board and then once that happens you have to have support and infrastructure in place to prevent bigotry, discrimination, microaggressions, all of the things that are happening on a regular basis that need to stop. Uh-huh. So where can listeners find information on your survey? Are are you, is it in a report form somewhere? Is it somewhere that they could maybe print a copy of it and maybe, for example, leave it in the inbox of someone who is a decision maker? Just, it might just show up. I like that idea. Um, (laughs) We got hundreds and hundreds of pages of data. So we're still going through a lot of it, but we made sure to get up some things really quickly, some slides and some graphs that people can see about how like people of color face a lot more harassment in tech than any other race. And they're also the most likely to not feel like their company believes them. And Uh it's all really, really important to know and to know how people feel and what their experiences are. So absolutely. I hope people mail this to their exact and uh, their startup founders. But um, you can access this at womenwhotech.com. That's www.womenwhotech.com. And there's actually a link on the homepage that will take you to the survey data results. And that's in a slideshow presentation. And you can also download a PDF that I would absolutely be thrilled if this was printed and mailed to all C-suites and leadership executives at tech companies. Thank you. Yes, we can. Women, let's transcend. Let's make this happen. So you are a nonprofit. Women Who Tech is a nonprofit, right? Correct? Correct. If if someone is interested in supporting the work that you do, where would they go? Uh, So you could go to the website, sign up for our email. Uh, You can reach out to me, Justin, J-U-S-T-Y-N at womenwhotech.com. Allison Capen is the founder of Women Who Tech. She is wonderful and does amazing work in the tech sector. So definitely find us. You can also find us on Twitter. Allison runs that Twitter handle at Women Who Tech. And um, we would love people to reach out. We would love um, we would love this data and information shared. The wider that it's shared, we believe that the more people will understand really what's going on and that this is a bigger problem, that this, this is essentially an epidemic that really needs to stop. Yeah, and it's a dangerous one. Um, We're not talking about 
a microaggression, which, you know, though irritating and can over over a lifetime become something really big. We're talking about this is way over the line. If someone was interested in, do, do you have like a listserv that you distribute information on legislative days or things like that? We don't write or very small. And sure, okay. in the past, I've put a lot of our efforts into both doing things like this as they crop up, as well as women's startup challenges, where we help fund women-led startups because in the US, only 7% of all investor money goes to startups led by women. So we're really trying to shift that narrative and help actually fund people. So that's what a lot of um, where a lot of our impact has gone. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm just going to jump back here again. 7% of startup money. Of investor money goes to women-initiated or women-owned tech startups. Yeah, so it's 7% in the U.S. and only 10% globally. Wow, okay. And I think, what, women make up like 51% of the population? Like, Yeah, so that's, an under, that's a vast underrepresentation. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Great, okay, well, I thank you so much. This is powerful information, shocking, shocking information. Yes, it is. And we, we want to keep rolling out data and we want to keep exposing and revealing what's really going on just to make sure that we keep this conversation going and it just doesn't fall to the wayside. That's our goal. Yeah, it's time to change the discourse. It's time, not change it, to bring this into the discourse. Absolutely. And then hopefully to just change it drastically. Yeah. So you also mentioned that your information was featured on Glamour magazine for the is it the month of August? If you're searching for it and it is no longer August, uh, you can actually find it. The title of it is Survey Finds Women in Tech Get Punished for Reporting Harassment. Okay, great. And I will put a link to that in my blog on our Women Transcend webpage, um, if that's okay with you. Yeah, please do. Uh, we also wrote a Medium post and the, it's titled 300 Women Just Came Forward About Their Harassment in Tech. And then we call it Tech's Dirty, Not So Little Secret. So uh, that is on Medium. I can also send you the link to share oh, for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Medium. Okay. Yeah, please do. Is there anything else that, that we missed? Um, any big data points from the survey that, that you want to draw attention to? <sighs> there are so many. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm just... Honestly, I don't even know how to, I'm trying to keep up, but I just keep getting stuck on this like, whoa, wait, I'm still back at, at like the number of, of women that have been propositioned in exchange for money. That is it's prostitution. <laughs> I mean, I'm not blaming the victim. I'm, you know, it's, oh my goodness. Well, and the thing is, it's not even prostitution because it's not like the, it's not like the woman is sitting there saying, "I'm yeah, yeah, I right. want, I, I'm a sex worker." <laughs> it is yeah, literally yeah. someone sexually harassing someone and yes, saying, "Like, yes. you want this? Fine. Then, like, why don't you do this for me?" And that's that's a threat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, exactly. You're right. It's more violent than yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it was both validating just because we need to have this conversation more to see the numbers and incredibly devastating. Yeah, I can see that. Well, this is obviously obviously a, a topic that we need to draw a lot more attention to. Uh, folks, if you have access to a printer, I, I'm telling you, print it off and mail it to 
a tech company, uh, and I'm not going <laughs> to call anybody. I'm not calling anybody out, but you know how to find CEOs, and you know who tech companies are. Yeah, and you know, there's just so much more data. You asked like what else, and honestly, if people go and look to be able to see just how people are affected, like women, people of color, people in the LGBTQ communities, they're experiencing harassment at a much higher rate in their jobs in the tech sector or as founders of startups. And to say like, so like 44% of people of color in the tech sector experience racial harassment and 50% of those people experienced it six or more times. Like oh, this isn't just gosh. a one-time occurrence. This is something happening repeatedly oh, yeah. and it is such a problem. So yes, let's get the word out. Let's talk about it. Let's keep the conversation going and really dig through this data because I wish I could just read it all to you because it's so horrifying and disturbing, but also so important. So I yes. would really encourage people to go check that out. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for your great work, for taking the time to to go through this and allow me to have my multiple OMG moments where I try to <laughs> where I try to process this in my tiny little hamster brain. But no, this is you are wonderful. Thank you for having these conversations and starting this and di disseminating information because it's so critical that we do this and support each other. Yeah, absolutely. This is far too important to not be discussing this. Well, thank you so much for joining, Justin, for this enlightening and honestly horrifying discussion. I so appreciate your valuable work and I will continue to follow your work and we all need to really resign ourselves to making this change. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me and really encouraging these important discussions. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Women Transcend. If you enjoy our podcast, a really easy way to support us is to tell at least one friend about our show and how they can find us. Don't forget to subscribe to our show so that our new episodes will automatically show up in your podcast player each week. A big thanks to Justin Hintz for today's interview. And of course, as always to John Philbeck for doing all of the fabulous sound artistry so that we sound so good. Follow us on Facebook at Women Transcend. We always enjoy hearing from you and we have some great conversations on there. That's all for this episode. <music>